is the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast. You are about to listen to my mom. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like it, please give it five stars. Thank you. Today for my podcast, I am so honored to be um, speaking with my friend for well over 10 years, uh, Christine Souter-Swell. She is a mom of four, a speaker, activist, president of the Why Not Devon Foundation to end DIPG that just got its 501c3. Yay! Congratulations. Thank Super you. excited. Uh, she's a business owner, a friend to many with a huge tribe behind her and an inspiration to all. Thank you for joining me, Christine. Thank you, my friend, so much. Um, I just want to start by asking you, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's This month is kind of a weird, rough kind of roller coaster of emotions. Um, at the end of the month is Devin's anniversary, my mom's anniversary, and Devin's birthday. So um, it's a lot, but it's also there's a lot of new beginnings and fun things going on. And I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, October is, it's a challenge. Yeah. And as you say, day by day. Yep. Um, can you tell me about your boys? Yeah. They, uh, Colin, Owen, and Brendan are 15, 13, and 11. They're homeschooling. Um, we're not homeschooling, remote learning. <laughs> There's no homeschooling going on. Um, they are good. My, They're good. They're so resilient. They're strong. Um, I think COVID for them was something that they had been through similarly. Um, when Devin, my fourth, got sick, life stopped for us. And I think that... So they were able to transition with this a little bit easier. Um, but I keep saying right now, they they love each other, but I'm not sure that they necessarily like each other because I don't know <laughs> that siblings are supposed to be together 24-7. Right. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, can you tell us about Devin for those of you, for those of us who, for those people who do not know about yeah. Devin? Thank you for asking. I love sharing his story because I feel like every time I share his story, it keeps his spirit alive. Um, so Devin was my youngest of four boys. Um, he was 18 months behind Brendan. And in January of 2017, he fell snowboarding and we thought he had a concussion. Uh, three days later, he was throwing up. We ended up in the emergency room and then in an ambulance ride to Children's where we found out he had diffuse intrinsic pontine glioma, which is a brain tumor um, in the, the pons that basically is the area that controls all of your functionality. Um, and he was given eight months to two years to live. Um, and at that point, like I mentioned earlier, kind of life for us, as we knew it stopped, we pulled the boys out of school and traveled the world trying to find a cure. Um, and um, so for eight months and three weeks, we went through treatments and made as many memories as humanly possible. And um, 
And uh, one week before his seventh birthday, he lost his battle, which is this October 20th. So this um, October 27th, he should be turning 10. And he is, he's not, but he is 100% with me every single day and everything we do. He's just still such a constant presence. He really is. Um, I just, I mean, I follow you guys on your Why Not Devin page um, throughout the whole thing. And I mean, his smile, his energy, his laugh, everything he says, I mean, from how you even got the name, why not Devin? Can you explain that? Yeah. So it's a really fast and furious um, diagnosis and we knew nothing about it. We didn't know anybody who had ever had it. Um, And it's, it's a constant 24 seven trying to figure things out and manage his three brothers. Um, So from the minute they diagnosed Devin, um, I said, someone has to be first. Why not Devin? And so we started, um, I started the Facebook page really just to let our friends and family know what was happening on a daily basis. Um, Cause it was too much. We, we were fortunate that we had such big families. I have, as you mentioned before, I have the best tribe, many of them. And um, so trying to um, relay information was not possible. So I started the Facebook page and then it quickly grew. Um, at one point there was over 25,000 members on the page and um, maybe five days after I created the page, Kim Kardashian tweeted it and then it just kind of went, but his um, personality was definitely so infectious. And one of my favorite things about um the one Devin page on Facebook was um, a couple weeks in he was being, we were being interviewed by the news telling his story. And um, the newscaster said something about a post that I had done. I think he was sleeping and a thousand people liked it. And he first said, you posted me on Facebook. And I said, yeah, buddy, I did. You were sleeping. It was a really cute picture. And he's like, and then he found out a thousand people liked it. And he's like, a thousand people know me. He was so amazed. And um, yeah, he just had that really infectious smile. And I think also um, I mean, he was the youngest of four boys. So he always wanted to make his presence <laughs> known right. for sure. But um, he also was on steroids. So it made him say crazy things that he probably wouldn't have otherwise maybe said. I don't know. But it, um, There were definitely some funny moments with him and what he came out with. Well, I definitely know that thousands of people know him. The world has, is hearing his story. I mean, from Pope Francis, you got to go there and meet him. John Cena, Jarvis Green, Tom Brady, you were on the boat with the Patriots. Yeah. Um, the city of Boston. I mean, there's a DIPG day in Boston, correct? In Massachusetts on May 17th. Yeah. So that's actually, uh, we've been, we've been going to the house um, and it was passed in the Senate and now it's in the house for a vote to be DIPG. So it's actually, so that day, May 17th is actually DIPG awareness day. Um, 
Boston's been awesome on May 17th. They light up green. Um, but October 20th, um, this year it's, it's been delayed and things are a little bit different, but, um, the past two years, Boston and Framingham made October 20th, um, Devon Swow day, a day of friendship and kindness. So we just asked people to do acts of kindness, which is another thing that, you know, we're really, uh, huge promoters of. And, um, Hope, my hope is, which I talked to our superintendent, um, but going forward in the years to come, making it a school event. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Every school needs that. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Yes. Would it be called Devon Swell Day or yeah. School Act of Kindness? Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, our priest had actually deemed Devon um, the saint of friendship because before, uh, up until six years old, you can, you can be your you can be sainted. Wow. And, um, so he made him saint of friendship. Yeah. Oh, so, Oh, that's fabulous. Oh, yeah. um, I was looking through your, uh, blog and your social media and on October 19th of 2019, you posted a beautiful picture of your last night with Devin. And you said that he has left this world a better place, which of course he has. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what you meant by that and how it has led to your current work? with your company meant to be the why not as well as the why not Devon foundation and working with moms who have had children pass due to DIPG. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that picture grabs me, obviously it's, um, filled with so many emotions. Um, he, they, uh, the DIPG community because of our raising awareness and activism, um, just in Devon's short, eight months and three weeks battling um, said that we advanced DIPG awareness 10 years. And um, because our, yeah, the community grew so fast. So many people learned about it. I've had now so many people, which is crazy um, who are followed Devin's journey have either had a child diagnosed with DIPG or a close family or friend who have had a child diagnosed, um, which is so crazy that they followed his journey and had no idea. And now, I mean, our reach was just that big somehow. Um, and I believe that that was definitely part of the purpose. Um, I've worked with a lot of families, um, through diagnosis, fighting and loss, um, which has been, uh, it's hard sometimes, but it's also, I think for me, it's healing because it's a way that I can help others going through that same horrific nightmare. Um, and it's a very, you know, it's very isolating because a lot of people don't know what it is. And, um, I think any pediatric cancer diagnosis is really hard, but when you are given a diagnosis that you've never heard of and it's terminal from, from diagnosis, it's, um, it's, it's a whole other animal. Um, so yeah, so the Why Not Devon Foundation, um, helps families financially and emotionally. And yes, after two years of so much sweat, tears, like everything in between, we finally um, got official 51C3 status. Yeah, September 30th, which was like my, the greatest gift going into October. Um, So we help families with um, grants that help them with paying their electric bill or um, 
getting to a trial because DIPG um, literally has zero funding. So both from the research perspective, but for the families as well, they, everything is, um, is on the family, whether it's um, treatment, getting to treatment um, and families are obviously willing to give anything they can, which means some families sell their homes and their cars and every personal belonging to try to fight this disease. Um, you were part of our amazing tribe and community in Devon's Army who we were so fortunate that we had so many people who helped us because the amount of money that we spent trying to cure our child was astronomical. Um, and not everyone has the amazing people that we were so lucky to have. Um, so, so that's a, a big part. Um, it, it, we officially can help people now because it's been established a 501c3. So the grant process, um, is official. Um, but throughout the whole time I've been helping and working with a lot of families emotionally and I host, um, and again, this year, um, trying to figure it out because unfortunately, so I host a DIPG mom retreat weekend, um, that I host moms in my house who have lost a child to DIPG. Um, last year was the second year and I had one mom from Ireland fly in. Wow. Yep. And all over the country. Um, the first year it was eight people last year it was 12. Um, and this year, unfortunately, it's not really something we can do virtually. It just doesn't have the same feel. And so trying to figure out if I can do it in the spring. Um, but I host everyone here at my house for the weekend. Last year was really amazing. We I hosted Mitch Album at State Street in Boston. That's right. Yeah. And he yeah. wrote his new book, Finding Chica, um, about a little girl in an orphanage who had DIPG, who he brought here to the States. And... Um, helped her fight this disease. And so we wrote this amazing book about becoming a family and battling this disease. And so we all went into Boston. And then the next day I have through amazing people that I've met, um, Reiki and card reading and massages at my house with food and wine. And we just get to be together and it's kind of a day of healing. And that night uh, we do art therapy and it's just a really fun weekend and we're with people, women who totally get it. Our stories are all different, but the diagnosis and the results, unfortunately, are all the same. Why Not Devon is the way I describe it best is um, for that is an honor and memory of, um, of Devon in a way that I can help other families go through the same thing that we did and meant to be me um, is a way that hopefully at some point I will be able to support my other three children and I get to spread Devin's spirit and tell his story. And uh, we think of Devin as a bee. Yes. And so he was the only one um, while he was here who ever got stung by a bee and he got stung a lot. And um, at his funeral, which was at the end of October, his closest friends in our family got stung by bees and bees aren't typically around then. Oh, no. Nope. And so, yeah, I mean, like, like after, personality that he would sting his friends. Totally. 100%. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. And, um, bad guys, cause I'm here, I'm stinging you. <laughs> he's yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm so sweet, but I sting like a bee. Yes. Yeah. So, um, 
And it's funny because there was so many kids who were afraid of bees who are not afraid of bees now. Wow. Because you're like, oh, it's Devin. Um, and bees show up in the craziest, craziest wow. places. But um, I've always bet. So, um, yeah, so I speak and um, and I, I try to blog. I'm a really raw, not polished writer at all. But um, hey, that's what blogging is. I know. So I, I just, <laughs> yeah, I just write my thoughts. And, you know, I've always been... Um, it's kind of, I'm a huge believer in everything happens for a reason. And I've always believed that, which isn't, isn't always an easy thing to grasp. Um, and when my mom died, I had a really hard time with that. But when Devin died, I realized why she died. Mm -hmm. You know, she, the only comfort I could take was knowing that she was there to meet him and they were together. And so, um, you're always where you're meant to be. And so that kind of, just really organically happened. The whole name, the whole, the whole thing. So now you are a motivational speaker, mm -hmm. You've spoken at a number of events, <laughs> sought after speaker, as well as the business owner. So what exactly um, does your business entail? Um, so it is kind of all encompassing. I think, um, it is motivational speaking. Um, and I really, right now, I think my message is hope. Um, and so hope was the only thing that got me through Devin's fight. Um, I don't know if you saw my last, um, my last blog, but Devin, um, I just watched a video with John Cena that we were talking about and I never saw how bad things had gotten because I was so full of hope through the entire thing. And so I'm a firm believer too, that hope is the only thing stronger than fear. Yeah. And so my message now is, you know, whatever you're going through, if you find hope, you, you can get through anything and hope, let hope be your driver. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if, if I can, overcome and you know all these other people can overcome all these things are going through that really anyone can you just have to take it day by day so that's really the message of of meant to be me and it's um it's really trusting your journey and um and being able to um kind of change your mindset and so I have inspirational merchandise that I think um like I'm wearing my humankind t-shirt right now because um, the world would be much better if we were all just human and kind. Yeah. Um, and I just, it's, it's a way to inspire other people. I think. So yeah, that's a really long answer to that question. As oh, my child. Um, what would you say to other parents who might be going through a struggle with their children right now? If they're dealing with the cancer diagnosis right now with their children, what would be your hope message to them? Um, honestly, I feel like it's pretty much the same, whether you have a child diagnosed with cancer or you're struggling with remote learning right now. And this whole pandemic, I think that you have to embrace and be grateful for every single day, because no matter what is happening, you always can find the silver lining in there. I, at the end of the day, write down a small thing I'm grateful for, because I think all the small things are what actually make a big thing instead of trying to look for that big thing that you need to be grateful for. Like, you know, I, 
the small things are what matter most and they're most attainable. Um, but I, I just, I, I think hope needs to be your driver, no matter what hope and gratitude. You are involved with so much right now. And, um, you're also a single mother. What do you do for self-care? Do you have time for any self-care? Do you make it a point to do something nice for yourself every single day or? Yeah. Um, I definitely exercise as it's funny because I started running when I had Devin. Um, cause it was the only time I was literally off the clock and off the grid and I could actually think cause I had four boys and five and a half years and they were crazy. Um, so running's been my thing. And, you know, I ran um, the last three marathons and incredible Boston marathon, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three times one without training. Um, and so running is my, is a love, but recently it's not, it's, it's been more other things that I'm looking for. And I think it's almost because I'm in a little bit more of a place in life that I don't feel like I'm running from things. Okay. I feel like I'm COVID kind of has helped me be a little more grounded and kind of, um, deal with some of the feelings and, um, emotions that I've tried to run from. And so, um, yeah, so I, I exercise for sure. Um, and I'm such a people person. So I think that's made COVID really hard too. So we've been doing the zoom calls and definitely, um, safe social distancing because we only have today today. And so, if I can sit outside with one girlfriend six feet apart and listen to music and have a glass of wine and chat, I'm really happy. So that's, those are the two best self-care things for me. I love it. Now, if people are listening to this and they want to get in touch with you, how could they reach you? So I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram and on Facebook under meant to be me. So be with B E E. Um, and I also have a website, meanttobeme.com. Love it. Thank well, you. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to chat with you. I've missed you. I miss you too. You have just listened to the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast with my mom. I hope you enjoy listening don't forget to subscribe and if you liked it please give it five stars thank you